Welcome to a very special edition of Life 360 with Tim Jacobs. I am Tim Jacobs, and I want to first of all wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully this is a time of year that you're experiencing peace, joy, connection with some relatives and friends. And what I want to do in this brief segment that we have here today is just share with you part of the Christmas story that is so very meaningful to me. The thing that most amazes me about the story of Christmas really starts before even the birth of Jesus. And it has to do with Luke, with the material contained in Luke chapter 2. And so I want to read this to you in just a moment. But uh, what I have here is I've got my daughter in studio with me. My daughter, she's 11 years old. Her name's Cambria. And it's such a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to have my daughter in studio with me. And I want her to read this section of scripture. But here's the thing that really captures my heart about Christmas. It's, it's who the angels proclaimed the birth of Christ to. They didn't proclaim it to the high-ranking people of society, not the politicians, not the movie stars, the athletes, the Kardashians. They, he, they didn't present the message of the birth of Jesus to the high-powered people of society, but rather the shepherds. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, but I'm going to have Cambria go ahead and read this story right now. So go for it, Cambria. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So you have, and thank you, Cambria, that was awesome. You have sh- uh, angels being told by God, go down and tell the most amazing news that's ever been proclaimed ever in the history of the universe, that God is becoming man. Now imagine for a moment you're an angel and you are summoned by the God of the universe to go down to earth and bring this news. And you, as an angel, you're thinking, okay, who do you want me to tell this to? Because obviously we want the news to travel fast. So should I go to the emperor of Rome? Should I go to King Herod, who was the, the supervisor of that area? Should I go to the, the influencers of society? And you can imagine the shock, the absolute shock, when the God of heaven would have said to the angels, no, I want you to go to shepherds. Shepherds? Now, you know, we, we think of shepherds, like, I always think of shepherds like the little flannel graph things that I learned about as a kid, and they had a little shepherd, and the guy had one of those little uh, turbans on his head, and he had a little staff, and a little sheep, and he put them up, up on the board, and it was like, it was kind of cool, you know, you wore this robe. But shepherds were the lowliest of the low of society. You know, for many years, I've, re- I've likened shepherds to like when Jeff Fox or you talk about rednecks, right? He said, hey, 
He said, if you, remember all the redneck jokes? If you mow your lawn and you find a car, you might be a redneck, right? If people mistakenly come to your house thinking you're having a garage sale, you might be a redneck. And so, yes, shepherds were the rednecks of society. But the truth of the matter is, even these days, rednecks are doing pretty good. I mean, Jeff Foxworthy is doing pretty well. And, you know, like Willie Robertson, those guys, they're doing pretty well. These people would be even lower than what we would think of the rednecks. These people are, are literally the lowest class of society that you can think of. Nobody cares what a shepherd thinks. Nobody cares what a shepherd believes except for God. And that God would entrust to shepherds the most amazing news that he has ever had to tell. It blows me away. You know what it tells me? It tells me some things about God. And I want you to hear this. It says first, to me it says that God gravitates to the unimpressive. He remembers the easily forgotten and he puts his money on the underdog. You know, my friends, God has never been impressed with human power and human accomplishment. He never, new human accomplishment. He never has been. His is a kingdom about the least of these. The lepers, the outcasts, the misfits, the rejects. He, those are the people he goes for. Those are the people he hangs out with. And so when you have shepherds, being the ones who hear the news of the coming of the Messiah that the Jews have been waiting for for centuries. Let me ask you, my friends, what does that tell you about the God that we serve? And what does that tell you about maybe where you are right now? Because I don't know about you, but there's been times I've felt like an outcast, that I felt like a leper, that I felt like a misfit, like I feel like I didn't belong. And I wonder, man, God, am I, am I good enough for you? Am I, am I good enough to ever be entrusted with anything of worth or value? We ha- See, we look at the Christmas story and we have to, we, we hear it so many times. And you've probably heard, you may be on your way to a Christmas Eve service right now or in your family, you, you've read the Christmas story and, you, and the fact that angels went to shepherds just goes right over your head. But you really got to think about it. the reality that God gravitates to the unimpressive He remembers the easily forgotten. He puts his money on the underdog, which is why he chose to come into the world essentially as one of those people. You see, you know what's kind of crazy is we hear that Jesus was born in the inn or or Jesus was born in a stable because there was no room at the inn, right? And so you have the Christmas plays and there's the innkeeper and sorry, Mary and Joseph, there's no vacancy here and oh, and, so, and it's always been kind of weird to me because it's like there's no room at Motel 6, so they go to a barn or a stable. And I go, is there no place in between? But the truth of the matter is, is that if they had gone to, to Bethlehem, the, the place of birth of Joseph, would tip, what would probably was the most likely scenario, they probably didn't have a whole lot of hotels in Bethlehem. What probably happened was the word in actually in the Bible can also mean um, house or guest room. 
a guest room of a house. So what most likely happened was there was because there was a census, there was a, a, a family reunion of sorts, and and uh, people from probably family from different parts of the of the land came together. And when Mary and Joseph came, because they were young, Mary was pregnant, they were, they probably weren't seen as all that influential even among their family. And the truth of the matter, there was no room in the inn. There was probably no room in the house for them to stay. You know, because the, their uncle and aunt had taken up the guest room and the cousins had been in the living room. So a lot of these homes right in the back porch would have a stable where the animals would come up and feed. And the truth of the matter is that the savior of the world was probably just put out in the back patio. Isn't that amazing? Ah, there's no room for you, so we're going to put you on the back patio. That that is how God would choose to introduce himself to the world. And then the shepherds, the shepherds said, we got to go see this. You know, my friends, if you don't remember anything else about the Christmas story, remember this. The, the God of the universe did not show up by force. He did not show up by prestige. And trying to show everyone how great he was because he gravitates to the unimpressive. He remembers the easily forgotten and he puts his money on the underdog. And you know what breaks my heart is when we have people that walk around in our society and they feel like, you know, I'd never belong in the church because of how I've lived and the decisions I've made. I have nothing to brag about morally. I have nothing to brag about spiritually. I would not be welcome there. And there is no greater stereotype we've got to blast out of our churches than that one. Because God went to the person that most likely you would freak out at if they walked into your church and said, hey, I'm here. The angels showed up and said, hey, you got to go see. And the angels gave glory to God. And I think they gave glory to God not only because they were announcing the arrival of his son, but they saw something in the Father that they had never seen before. They saw another expression of of his compassionate heart that was new to them. Isn't that amazing? And that's why, honestly, every time I think about the Christmas story, I just get, I just can't get past the fact that he went to shepherds because if he cares about the shepherds, he probably cares about me. If he accepts the shepherds, he might just accept me and he might just accept the person that you've rejected because he gravitates to the unimpressive. He remembers the easily forgotten, and he puts his money on the underdog. Now, because of that, I want to read one more verse, just a challenge to you, and then we're gonna, I'm going to wrap up this little section, this little special Christmas edition of Life 360 with Tim Jacobs. I'm going to have Cammie read one more passage of Scripture out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. So, Cam, just go ahead and read right there that passage. Go for it. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. When you read those words, make sure that you think about that and live that way. Why? Because the Father sent the angels to talk to the shepherds to reveal the love in his heart to say, I want the first people to know. I want the first people that know to be the ones who are the least of these 
so they can see how big and deep and wonderful my heart is and how much I love everybody. And we have got to do the same. So listen, you're going to gather around the Christmas table. If you're, if, you're just, if you're not excited about Uncle Bill coming over and you haven't seen him in a year and there's a reason, and you can't wait until Cousin Fred packs up his stuff and goes back to Iowa, I get it. There's a reason sometimes we live so far away from each other. But you know what? Clothe yourself with that compassion because Christ had compassion on you. I'm Tim Jacobs from Life 360 with Tim Jacobs here on 1280KXEG, The Trumpet. And on behalf of myself and my beautiful daughter, Cambria Jacobs, I want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. God bless you.